you're about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake Church. So I am Pastor Rob Belly from South Lake Church, and here we are on Palm Sunday. And the excitement is we're talking about is the entry of our King. See, the reason why we're wearing red, why today is a festival day for the church, is because Palm Sunday is when Jesus enters in Jerusalem. This is six days before he will be crucified on a cross. This is right before all the things that are about to happen, and people are excited and are celebrating. They're screaming, Hosanna, God save us, and there's just this atmosphere that we can feel. That's the whole point of Palm Sunday. And again, I thank you so much for everybody in your homes, because typically what we will do is we'd have branches, we'd be waving them in church, it'd be a processional. Now, sometimes I guess we could right now get in our cars and go, go around in each other's homes, but that's why we do these things. And when we're in our home today, we really get to focus on then what does it mean to celebrate? Who are we celebrating? Now, I'm reminded when we go and watch football or any of our sports games, now I grew up in Chicago and... When it comes to basketball, there's nothing more famous than hearing the announcements for those Chicago Bulls, especially when you hear about somebody who came out of North Carolina, six foot six, Michael Jordan. There's excitement in the air when you call out your team. And for myself and everybody else, when we watch, you get start rooting, you start cheering. It's game time. A lot like with Palm Sunday. As Jesus is coming into the town, you have people getting super excited. So my question for you right now, and make sure to type in the comments, what are things that you get super excited about? What's your favorite team? Who's your favorite player when you get to hear them get announced at a game? What gets you excited? So take a moment right now, go in the comments below and type that in. I already told you mine, it's Michael Jordan. I mean, that was, you would turn the lights off in the house. Oh, sorry, the memories that are coming up right now as a kid, thinking about my favorite sports team. Who is it for you? Comments below of those favorite sports teams and who you get excited about. So that's my question for you. Who excites you? Uh, in this time right now, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of things that are messed up. Like, let's, for example, we can't really go outside right now and have Easter egg hunts, can we? Can we hang out with other people and spend time? What makes us happy and gets us excited this time of year isn't really happening right now. In fact, as someone who likes to watch the Masters, there's no Masters on TV. So my question for you, what are you struggling with right now? What is it that you're looking for, that peace, that hope? Because we're going to find out today as we get in the, into our word what the people were hoping for. Now, the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I brought up my, uh, my memories as a kid, getting excited about the team and basketball, is because when you get excited for something, there's hope and there's joy. And I don't know about you right now with all that's going on. We could use hope. We can use joy. But the problem is, it's really easy to get focused on the wrong thing. What is that for you right now? What are you hoping for? Is it the stimulus check that's coming in? Maybe you're somebody who's hoping for that job interview to go smoothly. They actually get that job again. Maybe you're just trying to figure out what tomorrow is going to bring. And maybe you're hoping for some test results to come back negative. There's a lot of things in our hearts 
and also on our minds right now. And my question I ask that to you, what are you hoping for? Now, the reason I bring this up is because when we read Scripture, we see how God's people spend a lot of time hoping and having joy in things other than God. They were hoping for a king, a conqueror. They were hoping that they would be the top of the world. Here at South Lake Church, we're about engaging, growing, and sharing Jesus in our community relationships. How are we helping other people to bring joy and understand this hope that we have in Jesus? Because I can tell you, this can be a struggle, and it's hard for both yourself and me. So now as we dive into Scripture, as we take a look then, what were God's people hoping for? We'll have a better idea. So our reading today that Hannah read for us comes from John chapter 12. Now I have with me today is the Messiah. This is the New Testament in the New Living Translation. We actually have Messiah uh, immerse Saturday mornings. We'd love for you to join us, especially during Zoom right now, which will be in the link in our emails. We can actually come and talk about how we're reading Scripture together. And so we're going to open up to John chapter 12. So what's happening right now? Well, Jesus has been in his ministry for the last three years. He's gone all over was a place called Galilee. That's in North Israel, a place where he lived and grew up. And he walked around teaching and healing people. Jesus has spent time in Jerusalem. This is the capital of Israel. Think about coming down from Lake City, going into Houston. This is the big city. And here's a place of celebration and worship. Now, Jesus has been done many kind of things, healing people. In fact, one of his best friends, Lazarus, actually died. And Jesus came back to Bethany and actually rose Lazarus from, from the grave. Now, this is the talk of the town. People know who Jesus is because Lazarus is still around. He's talking. He's with people. There's a lot of excitement who Jesus is. People have hope. They have joy because their king is coming. But the question is, who are they hoping for? I can tell you right now what they're hoping for is another King David. Somebody who would take on the Roman occupiers, free them so they could have their own city, their own state. That's where their hope and joy is found. And with that understanding, with all the cool and wonderful things that Jesus has been doing, with this hope of this conqueror, this hero that's going to be among the people, let's reread now John chapter 12 and just see how the people reacted and did they truly understand who Jesus was. This is from John chapter 12. And the next day, the Jew, the next day, Let's take a moment now. Let's read from chapter 12. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of, of Passover visitors took palm branches, went down the road to meet him, and they shouted, Praise God! Blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail, King of Israel! So we see here there's a whole bunch of people that are in Jerusalem, again, the big city, and they're there for Passover, one of the largest celebrations of the Jewish people. And as these people are there preparing to celebrate what's going to happen in another five, six days, they hear about that Jesus is on his way, this teacher, this prophet, this healer. When they find out he's coming up to Jerusalem, they go out to greet him and give him a king's greeting. They take palm branches off the trees. They lay them on the floor. Some other texts will say they were waving them up in the air. And this is what they yelled out. Praise God, Hosanna, 
blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail the King of Israel. See, they had their hope and joy that Jesus was the one who's going to free them to be the king. Is that who Jesus is? Is that where their hope needs to be about Jesus? Is this guy who's going to free them from the Romans? Let's see how Jesus responds. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. You know, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, that's an interesting statement. Jesus rode into Jerusalem in the parade on a donkey, on the colt of a donkey. What's so special about that? Well, one, like it makes a point, if it's fulfilling a prophecy, but here's the thing. When a king comes into a city victorious, he comes in riding his war horse and all the treasures and spoils of war. Jesus is coming into the city not, war, not riding a war horse, but on a donkey. He's coming not as a warrior, but as a humble servant. This goes against all their understanding of what a king should be. And yet, as the scriptures prophesied, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. A lot of times when we're reading scripture, it sometimes gets confusing and hard for us to understand. And I know some people have some doubts and wonders is that they're messing things up because they don't always understand what they read. So I love this next part of scripture. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered his glory, they remembered what happened, and they realized these things had been written about him. So with all this going on, again, imagine people going out, lining the streets, getting ready for this parade. The disciples are seeing this, and they don't understand what's going on. In fact, I believe they probably thought like the people did, that Jesus was coming to free them from the Romans. And I love the fact that the honest account here to say that the disciples didn't get it. And it gives me assurance that if people spend three years of Jesus, walking with Him, talking with Him, seeing all the things that they did, and still didn't truly understand who Jesus was, that means I'm not alone. That means you're not alone. And it gives me great hope that if these guys are the disciples, can't figure it out, for us just reading this, not able to see it, reminds us that it's going to be okay. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were willing to tell others about it. That was the reason that so many went to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. It's amazing when people come rise from the dead, a lot of people take notice. A lot of people don't know who this person is, and they're coming to see Jesus. Again, the question is, where is their hope? Is it that Jesus is going to be the God that forgives them their sins and brings them with God? Are they hoping that he'll just heal them or bring them, from their, bring them back from the dead or what ails them? See, that's the problem a lot of times when we talk about Jesus. We talk about him as a good teacher, a good person to read the books, the scriptures about him. But we forget who he truly is. He is the king. Not because he takes out the enemies. Not because he heals us and makes all of our lives amazing. He's our king. Because what's going to happen is he's going to go and die for you and for me. 
He's going to take on all of your hurts, those burdens. What we talked about earlier, those things you were dealing with with God, this is the start of him going to the cross and to take all that on, to take all my struggles that I have on, on a daily basis. And this pain, that cost that goes with that is his death. And on Good Friday, we're going to take time and celebrate that. There'll be a devotion, all kinds of things. But the whole point of Good Friday is not the fact that we ourselves are good, but Jesus took on our brokenness, our hurt, so that we could have a good relationship with our Father. That happens at the price of His life. But the exciting thing is, the story doesn't end there. See, a week from today, we're going to be celebrating Easter. We're going to actually be having communion in our homes. I'll talk more about that at the end of service. But we're going to be doing and celebrating this together because our Lord, our King, He lives. That's the good news. That's the hope. That's the joy that we have. Now, do the people here who are praising Jesus understand all that at the time? I really don't think so. The reason why I say that is a lot of these same people will be the people saying, crucify him. They'll be the ones yelling at him, spitting on him, just six days later. But the hope and the joy we have is that we have a Lord who lives through that. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. You see, when people see the joy and hope they have in Jesus, it's amazing how people stop all other things for him. And what happens is relationships get hurt and maybe uh, ended because of all this. And for the Pharisees, they saw their influence, their relationships diminish. So for them, they only had one choice. It's to set Jesus up. And again, that's going to lead to what happens on Good Friday with the death of Jesus. But the good news is there's more to the story. And that's the excitement and the hope we have. Because we have a Lord who lives. We have a, and that's where our hope and joy is found. My encouragement for you today is take time in to celebrate. Again, we might not have our sports games on right now. The chair and our teams that are going through the tunnel. We might not be able to watch golf because things are canceled. Oh, let's face it, baseball's also all been delayed. But we have hope and joy that we have a Lord above all things. No matter what you're struggling with, been dealing with the last couple weeks, He takes it all on. I know it can be scary. I know there's a lot of nervousness of all things that are happening. But here's the thing. You're not alone. We have a God who, lo who loves you, cares for you, but lives. That's our King. And today on Palm Sunday, we celebrate Him coming into the city, being with all of us. And even though... You know what? Things don't go the way you would think for a king. He takes it all on. And my encouragement for you is that with all the things you're dealing with, to know that you are not alone. So have fun today. Go around, grab something, cheer, scream for Jesus. Because this is a week of celebrating because our Lord has come. The king has entered his kingdom. Here at South Lake Church, we engage, grow, and share Jesus because we have a king, a Lord who lives. And together we can go with our families, whether by posting on Facebook, by just talking with one another, or maybe helping your neighbor out or giving them a gift or giving them, so let's face it, some toilet paper, is to share the love and hope we have in Jesus. And the Lord bless you in this time. Join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we can gather together 
in our homes and wherever we're at, that we can still celebrate the entry of your Son, Jesus. Lord, as we hold out palms and say, praise God, Hosanna, Hosanna. You are the one who is in charge. You are above all things. Those hurts, those struggles that we have, you're the one who takes them on. But here's the better thing. You conquer it all. Lord, just be with us. May your peace be upon us in the next steps that we have. For we know we're not alone, for we have you. Lord, we bring all these prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. A way to stay up to date that's all happening here at South Lake Church here in League City, Texas.